Welcome to episode 21 of Degrassi Talks. Today on the podcast, we've got all the regulars, myself, Ashley, and Bianca here to talk about part two of Can't Tell Me Nothing. Unfortunately, Chrissy cannot be here this week, um, but hopefully she'll be back for the next podcast. This, this week's episode of Degrassi continued Katie's prescription drug storyline, brought us a little bit of closure for Casey and Jenna, and proved that Tristan is just as perfect as ever. I think everyone will agree with me on that one. Um, so we'll be discussing all of these storylines today on the podcast. So Chrissy and Bian- <laughs> Bianca and Ashley, sorry, it's been a long morning. <laughs> Slash afternoon. How have you guys been this week, aside from the crazy morning? Uh, been good. Had some technical difficulties this afternoon, but um, I think we've gotten them all worked out. Um, but yeah, Ash, how are you? I'm good, uh, busy with school, but I have just a little bit over a month left of my first year, so I'm just kind of uh, sucking it up and getting everything done. (laughs) Yeah, that must be nice. So I bet you're looking forward to summer vacation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've had a pretty crazy busy week, too. Just work's just been really busy lately, but um, luckily next week I only work for three days and then actually I have two job interviews next week which I'm really excited for so fingers crossed for those good luck Mm -hmm. thank you (laughs) okay so let's just get right into the episode um which was can't tell me nothing part two um first of all the Katie storyline which obviously started last week and then continued on to this into this episode um how did you guys what did you guys think of the uh kind of part two of of this storyline and any kind of initial thoughts uh part two actually liked a lot better than part one um i think just my first initial response was thank god this isn't one of those you know i'm addicted to drugs and then i'm over it in two episodes they're actually i feel like they're actually going to continue that on for a couple more episodes and probably throughout the season fingers crossed um but yeah i liked it a lot better same. I actually, throughout, like, the whole episode, I thought, like, they're going to be finished with this kind of storyline before the end of the episode, and then the last kind of bit of the episode made that whole redeeming quality thing going on. So I'm kind of excited to see Katie go in a downward spiral, even though that is not really nice to think of. Um, but I'm glad that, you know, it's going to be a recurring storyline. Yeah, it was an interesting ending because as I was watching the episode, pretty much, well, almost all of it, I was thinking, you know, it was definitely kind of like a typical Degrassi storyline. Like, we all knew the ending before the episode even started. We all knew she wasn't going to make the team and all that. Um, But I I did like how they didn't wrap up everything by the end. It was kind of left ambiguous. You don't know what's going to happen with her and... um, yeah, there's a lot they could do with this storyline, so it's going to be interesting to see where they take it. Um, I also would like to see, you know, Katie do some kind of downward spiral, or, I mean, any character, really. Um, and with Katie, I kind of, I wish that we got to see more of her eating disorder, because she is the type of girl who is so driven and so, um, like, such a perfectionist that you know, I think that Degrassi really could do a very good eating disorder storyline with her, and um, aside from Emma's eating disorder in season five, they've never really done that. So, good storyline too, in my opinion, so it's going to be interesting to see. 
Yeah, definitely interesting stuff on the eating disorder stuff. You know, like you said, it hasn't been really visited since season five. So I feel like, you know, they can probably throw in another eating disorder storyline nowadays since, you know, we're in season 11 now. Um, but yeah, Katie's definitely the probably the most prime character out of everybody to to show a kind of downward spiral because she's the model student, she's class president, she's Miss Perfect, and, you know, nothing is more interesting than seeing, you know, the perfectness, you know, kind of crumble into pieces. So, interesting stuff. Yeah, I hope that... I want Degrassi to do an, a long-term eating disorder storyline, and I know that we say this about a lot of the issues on Degrassi that we wish they would last more than two episodes, but... Um, you know, like drug addiction and, and other things of that nature, eating disorders are something that people struggle with for their entire lives. And so if you have a character with an eating disorder, I mean, I'm not saying that everybody with eating disorders has a relapse, but definitely there's a good chance of that happening. And so I think that with Katie, you know, when she was introduced, it was kind of the eating disorder was something from her past. But I think that they really could bring that back and um you know i think that degrassi should take notes from cassie on skins because i was brilliant eating disorder storylines um and do something like that do something with a character who has an eating <laughs> disorder and deals with yeah, it definitely. long term um so. i think it'd be interesting to have a guy with the eating disorder storyline because i mean it's not very common and i mean katie's kind of dealing with the whole drug overdose pills and stuff kind of thing so it'd be cool to kind of have a guy um doing the eating disorder storyline it would be cool i don't know like dare i say this but eli maybe because he has such an obsessive personality yeah that's true i think it'd be a good storyline for him probably i don't know we'll they kind of did it with toby yeah. in season two there was that one episode right that, yeah i know a lot of people do like that yeah. episode um so yeah i think that would be pretty cool yeah, I think they need to, like, kind of break the surface and go deep down, because Toby's was kind of, like, two-parter, and then it was, like, done. Yeah. So, it'd be cool to kind of have, like, a storyline that lasted the whole season. Yeah, for sure. What did you guys think of Katie and Drew in this episode? Did you like them a little bit more, maybe, than the previous um, episodes? Everyone was saying how they loved Drew in this episode. Um, and I, I, can, I can see where that, where that can happen. Um, you know, Drew was very understanding, um, in her, not just, you know, with, with like her whole, when she told him about the whole drug abuse thing, she was like, okay, like, just be careful. And the same thing with Maya. And, you know, I think everybody's trying to warm up to them a little more. Uh, me personally, I mean, I guess kind of, I didn't mind them as much this time as I do normally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I can see where people are. I wish that Drew would have kind of knocked some sense into Katie and, you know, told her, like, you're not, you shouldn't be doing drugs and stuff like that. Um, thought it was just a little bit weird for him to <laughs> just be like, well, you know what, it's just drugs. You can do it until, like, the, the tryouts are over. Like, I feel like he should have had some common sense to be like, Katie, do you know what you're doing? Yeah, my like, problem, My problem with Drew is that he's say with too Maya. much of the golden boy. He's kind of just this, like, good-looking sports star, rich kid kind of character and um 
I mean, even with like the gang storyline in the first half of season 11, it's sometimes it's just hard for me to feel sorry for him, and I know that sounds horrible, but I just I can't really sympathize with him when he basically has everything going for him. And I don't like especially in the gang storyline how they tried to portray him as the victim. I don't know if I'm making any sense right now at all. But um <laughs> probably not. But anyways, um so yeah, Drew is not one of my favorite characters by any means and I just I feel like Degrassi really wants me to like him and wants me to feel for him and I just can't kind of I don't know why I just I don't see him as an underdog I guess and I always like the underdog characters so I mean I'm not really a I'm not a huge fan of Katie and Drew for that reason Aaron I like I totally agree with you I it's it's hard for me to sympathize with a guy like Drew because he's just he's that he's that jock who was a complete jerk off in school you know what I mean and um and even though they're giving him these like sympathetic storylines, or like you said, you want like they want us to feel bad for him, I don't, um, because he just he Drew's just one of those typical jock douchebags that I can't feel bad for. Yeah, I I hate to say that Luke is too pretty for Degrassi, but Luke <laughs> is too pretty for Degrassi. He, like, no, he really I is. I kind of, you know, I like my Degrassi <laughs> characters to be kind of like normal kids, and I see Luke, and I think that he's just like, kind of like male model type, and even Drew himself is obviously very well off, and um, yeah, so he, it's not a character that interests me, I guess is what I'm trying to say, and um, so I've never really been to, into any of his storylines including this one with Katie, but I do agree with people saying that, you know, they weren't, like, annoying in this episode or anything. I mean, Drew didn't have really a big role. Um, so, I mean, I tolerated them. I was fine with everything that happened with them in this episode, but yeah, that's just my opinion, personally. <laughs> so do you guys have any thoughts on where they might take this storyline in the future? I mean... I'm, I'm assuming that they're, that she's gonna be a prescription drug abuser now, and not just for the purpose of her knee and for soccer, since obviously that's kind of over now. I think it's definitely gonna be more in a reliance of, of of the prescription drugs and just being straight up addicted to them now, um, which is you know scary. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how they tackle that in more than just two episodes, um, but I hope they do it well because it's common problem. Um, I think we discussed this last week that you know, it's it's not something that's under the radar. It's very prevalent in a lot of teenagers. Um, and yeah, they just, they need to do it justice for them to 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 really portray the story. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to uh, see the storyline kind of progress throughout the whole season and maybe end with a huge shocker. Um, I mean, with Katie being, like, the school's president or student council person, I can't remember what they're called, what I had in high school, but, I mean, she's kind of known as a role model, and if she continues with that, she's not really going to be, like, Degrassi's star student anymore, and I, I think it'd be interesting to kind of see the reactions of, like, Simpson and the school and everything if they found out that, you know, she was doing drugs. I wonder how long... I wonder how long she would be able to continue 
stealing from her mom and like her mom not noticing like you'd think that eventually her mom would figure it out and Mm -hmm. you know that's what's kind of interesting about this storyline to me is because it's not like she's going out buying drugs or like you know meeting up with drug dealers or anything like that like she's just stealing (laughs) from her mom so all she has to do is like open a cabinet and take whatever Mm -hmm. she wants um so it's kind of it's maybe a different situation than someone who's like severely addicted to drugs and has a lot of issues that way um so i I don't know are they just gonna have her keep stealing from her mom and (laughs) like nobody really notices that something's missing or i feel like that's how she's gonna get you know i'm not sure i feel like that's how she's gonna get found out um i feel like you know i would hope her mom's not that dumb to realize after some time that these pills just keep on depleting and that she's not taking them um just because I feel like that's the most obvious way. And, you know, I wonder if they're going to even take it that route, that if she gets found out, is she going to start buying them off of drug dealers? You know, is she going to start heading in that direction? You know, we don't know. Um, But, you know, I guess it depends on how severe the situation gets. Yeah, I definitely think it'd be really interesting, though, if uh, her mom did find out and she kind of, you know, it wasn't, like, the stop of the plot and the storyline, and, like, she didn't go to rehab, and if she, you know, had to resort to going and buying drugs from people. Yeah, or it's also pos- possible that Maya might tell, or something like that, too, right? Because mm-hmm. she obviously knows that something's going on, so. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, especially that she knows, and that she's younger, and she's already, she already has been expressing, like, concern about her um that's definitely another option actually i feel like it's probably the more probable option that she's gonna be involved and, and you know tattle on her all right so the casey and jenna storyline in the episode this week it seemed to kind of bring some closure to their relationship in a sense um i'm sure that bianca you're happy about that <laughs> <laughs> Um, what did you think of the uh, storyline this week, Bianca? I literally was like, ding dong, the witch is dead when the, when that episode Aww. happened. <laughs> um, I was so excited. Um, I'm glad they actually had closure to a relationship, considering a lot of relationships in Degrassi don't actually have any type of closure. Um, so it was nice to see, like, okay, you know, have fun with your life, you know, have fun with yours, you know, see you later. Um, but the fact that they're over and the fact that I hated Kenna from day one, um, just was just the icing on the cake. You know, it's probably my favorite part of the episode, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, the closure to me was kind of just like, they were kind of just, um, sweeping everything under the rug and they weren't really kind of dealing with the underlying issues and stuff. And I think that like, you know, with the whole song and the poem, they were just kind of trying to, like, one-up each other, and I feel like it's going to come back to kind of bite them in the ass, because, I mean, really, is a song and a poem going to help you get over, like, your girlfriend and boyfriend with all of the stuff that's happened to them together? I'm just not convinced that the writers are done with this Casey and Jenna storyline. Like, I still, yeah. I still wouldn't be surprised if they bring it back, to be honest. And we've seen some previews. Casey, want to get back together or something? I don't even know, but yeah, I just get this feeling that 
that yeah. it's not actually the end for them. Although I would, like, as much as I would love for Casey to get more storylines apart from Jenna, to, like, to have more storylines with his mom and even his dad, which I love, like, my fingers crossed for a Casey and his father storyline. Um, I just, I don't know. It's been a long time since Casey's had, you know, very much outside of his Jenna romance storylines. So... That's just a feeling I get, personally. <laughs> I, I feel like it's like the beginning of the end. Calm before the storm. Yeah, maybe. We'll yeah. See. Well, who knows? I, I'm not I'm not disappointed if they actually are over and this is the end of their storyline. I'm not disappointed. Um, I never hated Casey and Jenna. Um, mostly because I just kind of, like, they entertained me, I guess. I, I enjoyed their, their struggles. Um... But I never, like, cheered for them to end up together. So, you know, as long as yeah. they still continue to get good storylines, whether they're together or apart, doesn't really make any difference to me, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, if it's the end of their relationship, I'm happy with the way it ended. Like, I'm satisfied with their ending. Uh, but who knows? I mean, I thought it was cute when, oh, God, I can't remember who said it, but, oh, yeah, it was Casey, and he's like, right now, I'll settle for, I'll settle for awkward. So, I mean... At least they're, they're you know, growing up and maturing and all that fun stuff. Casey was actually very mature in this episode, which surprised me, especially yeah. at the end. You know, I wasn't expecting that at all. I thought for sure that he would get mad at her. So, it was a pleasant surprise, actually. I, I liked that. Yeah, and there's something about, like, Sam Earl's facial expressions that just, like, really gets me sometimes. Because, like, when he was, like, watching her sing, and, like, I don't know what it is. Like, maybe it's a testament to his to his good acting that um, that you can kind of, like, feel the emotion just through his face, you know. Um, so props to the storyline. I'm glad they're over. Um, and, yeah, let's hope, Casey, let's hope Casey actually gets some storylines, you know, away from all of that. Because I feel like he's such a good standalone character also. Yeah, I think they need to show his home life a little bit more. I mean, they've kind of scratched the surface a little bit, but it'd be it'd be cool to see his dad and stuff like you said, Aaron. So hopefully we'll see that. Yeah, I hope the Degrassi writers are listening because that's what you're really no. wanting. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be gone before they listen to this. No, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> He's still here for a good, like, four seasons. <laughs> if the Degrassi writers were smart, they would listen to this because I feel like we're, like, I feel like we portray the popular opinion of how people think. And, um, you know, and it's also a way to get what we want in our storylines. <laughs> so, so please listen. <laughs> yeah, we'll start like mass tweeting them links to this podcast. <laughs> you have a spare hour, listen to us talk about nothing. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Writers are quirky, quirky people. <laughs> true. <laughs> okay, so the third the third storyline in this episode was about Tristan and also Tori and Zig, another Niners storyline. Um, which I loved this storyline, by the way. If it, people hadn't figured that out already. Um, but what did you guys think of it? Are you enjoying the Niners still? Loved it. I think I'm just really starting to get super attached to Tristan. Um, I think everybody else is as well. 
he's just he's a he's a voice for everybody you know what I mean he's he had a lot of good one-liners in this episode and he stands up for what he believes in he's just he's he's the guy that you know that we all want to be but we can't be because of social you know of social barriers I guess you can say so um loved it overall same. I, I really liked it, although I do think that Tristan is always going to be the third wheel um, with uh, Zigantori or whatever their name is. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know. Just kind of, I mean, it's that one thing, like, wow, they all went up and did their little musical number, which I loved. Um, but I feel like he's still going to be a third wheel. But I really loved the whole Owen and Tristan talk, even though... Owen was kind of giving him some tough love. I love that Owen went up to him and talked to him first. The Tristan and Owen scene in this episode was brilliant. That was my favorite yeah. scene by far, and actually I think it was my favorite part of the episode so far this year. Um, even though, like, I hate, it, I hate the advice, you know, if you don't adapt, you're going to get eaten alive, that quote that Owen said. You know, I don't, I don't agree with that, but... It still gives us so much more insight into Owen as a character because, to me, that one line explains so much about Owen's past. And, you know, I, I know that on the podcast earlier we were discussing Owen and, you know, where did his homophobia come from if Tristan is his brother? And I think that it comes from exactly what he said. If you don't adapt, you're going to get eaten alive. So that's what he did. He just adapted and he kind of he did what he thought he had to do to fit in, kind of. And it's kind of sad, you know? So, um, and I just, I love how Tristan still went up and, and did his little number. And he, whether Tori came or not, he still would have done it on his own, which was perfect. And Tristan is slowly becoming one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Actually, not so slowly. <laughs> <laughs> he already is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel like that's the case for a lot of people. Um, uh, you know, like you guys, I loved the the Owen and Tristan um, encounter there. It was, you know, I like that we're finally getting some backstory on Owen and, you know, where way back in the day when he dumps in in the dumpster, where, where all that is coming from. You know, and I hope that we get to see that even a, a little more than that. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Tristan and the whole Zig Tory storyline. Um, I loved how he performed, you know, on his own, and that and that Tory and Zig, you know, backed him up, and then it ended up being a success. Even though I don't think that is actually realistic. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think if no. I think if that skit was played in, in front of my so I think he still would have gotten laughed at. But I definitely like the fact that you know it ended up it, it, in a good way for him because. You know, he's going through a lot enough as it is. So, Yeah, you guys know that um, I've never been a big Owen fan, and I did not like Owen and Anya together at all. And the reason for that is I felt like I was suddenly supposed to like Owen just because he was in love with some girl. And it never, it didn't excuse his past behavior, it didn't explain his past behavior, it never, it didn't give any insight into, like, why he supposedly changed other than he's in love, so he's changed, and I just didn't buy that, but with this now, it makes more sense to me, and 
it does give a proper explanation, or at least it's starting to. So I'm I'm warming up to Owen more now than I was for sure, and um, I hope that they give us more Owen and Tristan, which I think they will, because so far the Owen and Tristan storyline has been so popular amongst the fans. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, even with this little scene where he kind of is a little bit harsh to Tristan, he, you're still seeing a little bit of a softer side to Owen. So I like that whole aspect of the um, conversation. And I mean, him saying that, like, you know, he threatened all of his friends. It's showing that, you know, he does care in some sense. Yeah, like, it, it makes sense to me. So I guess that's what I'm trying to say is that now I feel like I understand Owen more as a character and not just, like, a generic homophobic bully who suddenly mm -hmm. changes because he's in love, you know? I kind of felt like last season they were creating a whole new character for him, for yeah. Daniel Kelly, I mean. And, yeah. it, like, you know, season 10 Owen and season 11 Owen, it, like, it wasn't the same character. But now I feel like they are continuing his storyline, making him more sympathetic, but still the same character, and you can still understand where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah, like you said, Owen in season 10, season 11, I mean, they might as well have been different characters because it was literally like a light switch. Um, and it's, you know, I wish they wouldn't have done that. I wish they kind of would have kept them more in character and just kind of went with that. Um, but at least now we're starting to get to see, to see what he's really like. Kind of meshing the two together. For sure. And I also have to just mention that um, Tristan saying, you think I'm campy, was my favorite <laughs> line in the entire episode. It was brilliant, beyond belief. So. <laughs> yeah, Love I it. literally laughed out loud at that. I was like, perfect. <laughs> okay, so can we briefly um, discuss the like flash mob mini that also aired during the episode? Because everybody mm. was talking about this. You guys watched it, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, did you like... Everyone seemed to really like it and thought that it was hilarious. Um, maybe just Eli dancing or something. It was highly amusing to most I people. I think that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys think? Uh, for me, it was the alumni coming back. I, like, literally screamed and was like, Oh my god, Ray! And it, <laughs> it made me, like, miss him so much on the show. Um, even though it really hasn't been that long. Um... But yeah, definitely to see Lauren Collins and 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 Ray um, back at Degrassi and have a really weird exchange in the middle of all that um, was awesome, regardless of the weird exchange. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the flash mob thing was kind of funny in the sense that it was kind of just like, oh, there's a flash mob now, like within thirty seconds of the mini mm -hmm. setting. <laughs> so. <laughs> That was kind of funny, and seeing everybody uh, dance and all that stuff, especially Eli, since, you know, you wouldn't really think that he would be in a flash mob. So, Yeah, I that mean, was just Monroe, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Eli. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Eli, no, Monroe, yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah I definitely love that. Um, didn't love the whole interaction between Sav and Paige, but I'm just happy that they were back for a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I feel like... You can't really critique the minis because it's like yeah. they're not real, so it doesn't matter anyways. And it's just hard to kind of like give like a critical opinion on them when they're just they're kind of meant to be bad in a sense, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, 
I mean, I still really dislike this Paige Sav thing. I, just, I don't well, understand why they're doing that. <laughs> and they brought it up again in this in this mini. Like, so, yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. And, again, it had me, like, second-guessing myself. Okay, when did they get together? No, they never did get together. Like, it got me confused in my Degrassi, like, chronological order of things. Yeah, like, are we <laughs> supposed to believe that they did get together? Or right. is it, like, mini so it didn't, this yeah. isn't happening? Like, I don't understand. Honestly, I think it was just, <laughs> it was just, they, okay, like, Ray and Lauren were available at the time to do it, so they probably yeah, just probably. got them together <laughs> and said that they had a fling just to, like, have a connection between the two. I don't know. But it was weird. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I guess with the minis, you just kind of have to take them for what they are. So, I mean, as much as you don't want to, like, think of all the things that didn't happen, you just have to deal with them, I guess. But, I mean, it was nice to see them back, though. So, yeah. it just makes me miss them even more. But <laughs> Yeah, Lauren to especially. Honest, yeah. To be honest, like, to me, the whole Paige and Sav thing is, like reason why the old characters shouldn't come back because they end up doing stuff like this like they end up as Hollywood stars or married to total strangers or <laughs> hooking up with people they've never met and I'm just like what's going on like you know I kind of I mean it's a mini so I don't really care but I want Paige to stay Paige like just this like perfect character in the episodes that we have and if they keep you know, whenever they bring back old characters, I feel like it ruins the characters for me, anyways. That's true. They kind of have, like, a track record for that, right? <laughs> yeah. Whereas they'll bring them back and just kind of destroy it. And it's like, wait, why'd you do that? <laughs> but, um, but at least it's just a mini, you know? Thank God. But yeah, exactly. I mean, it's still great to see Lauren, and it's awesome that she got to go to the set and film a little bit and all that. I'm sure she enjoyed that. I hope she did, so... So, have you guys seen the promos for next week yet? Yep. Bianca, you're not going to be happy if you haven't seen them already. <laughs> wait, wait, I think, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think. Wait, what happened? Can we recap? There might be a little bit of love triangle going on. Between? Jenna, Jake, Jake and, and Claire. Jenna. Stop. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I did see it. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you probably having, saw like, the T-Nick one, right? Yeah, I, I've def- I think I've seen both. Um, okay, yeah. Both are on the internet. Kind, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I I didn't know what to think. I think I was just still um, in shock at the fact that Kenna was dead and the fact that I was so happy that I, I didn't register. <laughs> you just, like, blurred out the promo. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think that's what happened. Um, but it's, yeah. I can't. I'm just not even going to think about it until I see the episode, and then I'll have a real freak out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, too. I'm yeah. I'm not really looking forward to next week's episode. I hate to say it, but I, I just don't, I don't care who Claire ends up with. I don't care if Jenna and Jake get together. I just, yeah. you know, I want Degrassi to do something that I would care about. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> care about any of this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for people who do care about these characters because I mean I love these characters too, but I just like listen. You gotta hate some and you gotta love some. You know what I mean? There's definitely. And I feel like I hate more characters than I do actually like characters. So I mean I think it's kind of like the normal. That's how it happens. So you know you can't feel bad about it. I don't know. I don't even. I don't hate Jenna, Jake, or Claire. I just 
I'm tired of their romantic drama. I mean, we say this every single podcast, I realize. <laughs> but, um, you know, just... It doesn't, you know, they've broken up and gotten back together and dated each other's boyfriends and, you know, done this so many times now. And I've been watching Degrassi for, like, 12 years. So I've seen this, <laughs> like, a million times. <laughs> and, yeah. That's just how I feel. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm actually kind of curious to see uh, Claire's reaction because Jenna is literally, like, just loves to take all of her sloppy seconds um so i'm excited to see how claire reacts to all of it and you know i wonder if she like will bring up like casey or something like that and how you know she just kind of goes after um all the guys that she's done with, except for except for eli if Claire yeah, brings up KC, that would, like, make the episode for me. Oh, Even yeah. if Claire just mentions KC for, like, half a second, yeah. that would, like, redeem the whole storyline. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, me too. I pray to God that that happens. I'm just not going to think about it. I'm just going <laughs> to hope that either the B-plot and the C-plot are going to be really good. It feels like, I think Fiona's going to be in one of the other plots, right? Yeah, um... Don't I should know happening. this off the top of my head. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's all right. There wasn't really, like, a huge scene with her, though. It was just kind of, like, her mom talking to her in the car. And then it was the whole Claire, uh, Casey, Jake, and um, Jenna Yeah, stuff, I mean, the Teen Nick promo, on. like, definitely focuses on, um, on the Jake, Jenna, Claire storyline because Teen Nick first of all, loves to promote love triangle storylines. <laughs> and um, they also love to promote Claire storylines. So I think that that's primarily what the Teenick promo focused on. But yeah, the other plots are um, Fiona arranging a surprise date for Eli and Imogen. So I guess this might be the beginning of the Fiona and Imogen oh, thing, yeah. which I'm kind of interested in, so we'll see. And also... Um, Connor, it says, Connor is sick of oh, most yeah. constant teasing during football practice, so he sets him up on a date with an imaginary girl. <laughs> so we get a Connor storyline. Thank <laughs> God. Yay. I'm glad Connor's Yeah, I sh- I'm excited yeah. for Connor storylines, too. Claire possibly mentioning Casey, and <laughs> Fiona in, hopefully, some fabulous clothing. So, you know, maybe it'll be a great episode. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm going in with very low expectations. Uh, well, Me just... too, but that's always the best way to go, right? True, because then it might surprise yeah. you at the end. Yeah, absolutely. We'll just have to wait and see. And we'll talk about it next week on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you guys. So we've been blabbing on about Degrassi for quite some time now. Um, I think we're good for this week. Um, I hope that everybody enjoyed the episode. Um, if you guys want to contact us, you can send us an email, jurassitalks at gmail.com. And if you have any comments about anything you say, anything we say on this podcast, if you disagree with us, if you agree with us, whatever, let us know, and um, we'll read some of your comments on air and, and let you respond. So that'll be cool. So you can email us, or you can tweet any one of us, and we'll contact you guys that way. Thanks so much for listening this week. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.